They said, you've got my car, you can take it, you can take all my gear, whatever. I don't want to involve my family. And, then, and they told me this was heavy. They said, bro, we've got you in your car with guns to your face, so your family is already involved in this. And that was like, poof, that was strong. Martin, welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much, man. Really happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. We've got uh, Martin Manner today on the show. And Martin is uh, one of the, I think, one of the most insightful people I've met in terms of, I don't know, you, you just give great life advice. And we both, we met in New Zealand uh, back in the day. And um, he also told me about one of the most intense stories I've ever heard in terms of, I don't know, you know, He has been um, kidnapped in Argentina, and we'll talk about that first because I'm I'm really kind of curious to to learn more about how how you dealt with that like intense situation. So, man, I thought we'd just start into it, man. Give give us the give us the background about that. Give us give us the story. Yeah, well, first you gotta know. I mean, um, out of all the people that I know. In Argentina, um, I'm the only one that got kidnapped. So it wasn't... <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, not the only one because I got kidnapped with one friend. So me and my friend, <laughs> we got... That day, yeah. we were uh, we were recording a music album and we were listening to our to our tracks, right? Having a smoke in, in the car, Sunday. Yeah. Actually, 22nd of April, Sunday, 2013. We were just listening to it, having a smoke in the car with the windows open and just a car pulled next to me and just gone through the window, pointed me with the gun and said, oh, let's, okay, don't do anything, show me your hands. He jumped inside the car and they put me in the back seat. So they made me go in the back of the car. There were two guys. Yeah. One sat one sat at the driver's seat, then on the passenger seat, my friend was sitting there, and in the back, one of the bad guys and myself. But long story short, I mean, but not not short, but it's um, you know, you know what you see in the movies. That's how it is. So like, oh, shut up! Don't don't do anything. Uh, don't look me in the face. You know, I had a gun pressed against my belly. Wow. And but I was like. You know how they got, um, the, you know how they say the good cop and the bad cop? Yeah. My friend was the bad cop and I was the good cop, <laughs> right? Because my friend was really nervous and he was so nervous that he got the the bad guys nervous and they hit my friend. Oh, shit. I said, shut up. Like, because my friend started saying, I remember him saying, if you're going to kill me, don't. I don't want to go to your place. If you want to kill me, just kill me here, right now. And the <laughs> bad guy says, shut up, fuck. Oh, sorry, if I don't want to say swear words. But I'm uh, uh, literally, my mouth no, is like a... My mouth, my mouth is like a sewer. <laughs> it's like, sorry about that to all the people listening to this. I said, shut up. And he hit... Uh, the bad guy hit my friend. So then, well, that 
was like, oh, bro, he hit him with the gun in the face, you know? Yeah. It was hard. Anyway, well, then they took us to their place. Uh, on you know on the way to their place they they lived in a really in a huge and dangerous slum you know a slum mm. right like okay and um they they are very common in Argentina very common and since then the year nineteen ninety they've been growing up because mm. the crisis over there well if, I know I'm not gonna say because of the crisis as an excuse it's an explanation yeah uh you know well, there is a lot of poverty and crisis whatever. And well, in the in the way there, they were asking, you know, oh, what do you do, or what do you do? Your parents do? My friend went like, oh, my dad is dead, and my mom is a teacher, and we are poor. And then they said, oh, what about you, bro? Like they asked me, and I hmm. said, well, my mom is an employee at a company, my dad is an employee at a bank, and my dad was at that time, I think he was like kind of a a cashier in the bank. You know, it's hmm. not that he works in the bank. Dealing with a, a thousand million dollars yeah. dollar business business transactions, right? He's just an an employee. He's great, and he's he's got this human touch with everyone I've I've met from his work. He work he deals with mostly um, elderly people, so he's really helpful and yeah, you know. Both my parents are. Uh, they are great people, but they have different skill sets. You know, mm. it's it's really good. I'm I, I learned from 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 both of them. Anyway, and so they started when I tell told the guys, the bad guys, the robbers, the kidnappers, that my dad worked at the bank. They thought he was like I don't know, probably <laughs> this guy is a millionaire. And he's like, yeah, I've got nothing. So they say, oh, let's go to your house. And I say, no way, no, I don't. <laughs> and I said, I don't want to involve. You already have me here. You have my car. You have you have my. I had my recording gear with me that it was worth a couple thousand. Yeah, no, yeah, couple thousand dollars, probably five thousand dollars. I don't know. They said you've got my car. You can take it. You can take all my gear, whatever. I don't want to involve my family. And then, and they told me this was heavy. They said, bro, we've got you in your car, with guns to your face. So your family is already involved in this. Hmm. And that was like, poof, that was strong. They took us to their place. And before arriving to their place, my friend was really nervous, right? Why well, don't, yeah. My friend was really nervous. And I said, Gustavo is his name, Gustavo, hmm. right? And I said, Gustavo, chill, it's going to be okay. And I just like, Pat him in the back from the... I was mm. in the back seat, so I said, like, chill, bro. And the guy saw that and looked at us and said, what, are you gay? <laughs> I was like, really? Are you... You are gay? You are together? Because if that's true, we're going to fuck you in the ass, kill you, set you on fire, and dump you in the river. Holy shit. And that was like... <laughs> for that, that was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I remember at that time being nervous, but after, yeah, yeah, man, uh, all the time threatening us, but not in the worst way, but I mean, whatever you say, if you have, if you are pointing someone with a gun on the belly, and if you're pointing a gun at me, even if you give me a rose or you give me a kiss, it's shit, you know what I mean? Threatening. 
Exactly, you're threatening, you're threatening me anyway. It could have been worse, of course. They didn't hit me. And to be honest, well, I'm going to carry on telling this story yeah. because to be honest, it was really good between brackets, right? Or between commas. It, because good would have been not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the outcome. Yeah, anyway. So, uh, well, they said that and then they took us to, uh, to their place where two more guys jumped into, in, jumped into the car. Wow. So there were four guys with five guns. I don't know why someone, <laughs> one of them had two guns. And there wasn't enough space. There, were, there, there weren't enough seats. You know, the car had four or five seats. So they just... Um, the, one, of, one of these new guys was the leader of the, of the, of the bad boys, right? of the kidnappers. And the moment he got inside of the of the car, he said like, "Who's which one is which one is the rebel one?" Hmm. They were talking about my friend. And they said, "Oh, that one." They hit him again and they threw him into the trunk. Oh shit. Yeah, and they covered him with some with jackets. Right? Yeah. Because I don't know. I remember that and I remember the guy that was asked which one is the rebel, rebel one, he said, "That's the bad guy." And he pointed at me, and he said, "He's the cool one." Ah. Because I've been. I, because I didn't panic, and I've been trying to explain and talk to them up to that point, right? And at that time, we were parked in front of their house, and I was wearing a cross. I, I'm. I still don't know if I'm Catholic or Christian, but I'm something in between. Okay, mm. but it says I believe, right? And I was wearing a cross that was given to my family when I had an accident. I was in, in, in a coma in the year 1997. Um, so I was wearing that cross. And the guy looked at me, looked at the cross, and he, he told me, pointing the gun at me, he said, what is that? And he pointed on my, uh, like, hmm. he pointed his, to the cross with the gun on my chest. And I said, oh, and I said, no, this is, a, this is a cross. I had an accident, a traffic accident when I was, I don't know, 12 years old, 11. And, yeah, the, I almost died. And when a friend of my family just gave this to my mom and prayed with it. And then when I turned 18, they gave, my mom gave this cross to me. And I believe it, and I believe, and, I'm, and I like it. And, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Hmm. And then he looked at me. And he asked me, Do you, are you a believer? And I looked at him and I said, yes, yes, of course. And for a second, he looked me in the eye and smiled. He did something like, well, you're, you, you people that are listening to this, you are not seeing the expression on my face. But yeah. he did something like this, like, like okay, cool. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. it's like, he liked that. Yeah. Okay, back to, back to the story. Then we started going to my house. Because the idea was that they wanted me to open the house for them to rob it. Hmm. Because they thought I had millions. I yeah. never seen a million. But, right, okay. So, um, on the way home to my home, um, we were going. And I said, look, guys, at some point, I, I, I thought I knew them. Right? Because my friend was in the trunk. He yeah. couldn't talk to anyone, nothing, boom. You know, it's like, he, he, he didn't know what was happening. And I was dealing with these guys. I was in the backseat with 
one guy to each of my sides, with one gun to each of my sides, pressed on my belly. And I remember at some point, this was really strong later on, I had to go to therapy to understand mm. it, you know. Um, I, 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 I felt death. Wow. I felt death, and as well, I felt dead. You know what I mean? Explain. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I could imagine the sensation, or I could imagine the the bullet tips going through my stomach wow. from both sides. You know, and if you think about it, it was just. It's not that all. Oh, they might miss if they fire. No, they, the guns were pressed on my stomach. Yeah. So it was just a, I don't know how you how you say this, like a, like a flick of the switch. Well, it was just a trigger away from death, you know. Yeah. So at some point I said, okay, this is how I go. This is it, right? And I don't know if that was the good way to, or a good thing to think, but it's that's what I thought. And it's like, mm. okay. I felt dead. I, I felt, oh, I'm dead already. But I never surrendered. I never gave up. But it's it's not that I was fighting. I was just being myself, right? Hmm. I, but I remember that sensation. I actually remember exactly where, where we were on the highway when that feeling crossed my mind, oh, wow. you know? It's like, whoa, yeah. So we were going home and... Again, I, I felt that I knew them already. There was one that was the quiet guy. Then there was the leader that he was pretty violent. Then there was the sub-leader or the second in charge that he was like, yeah. Okay. And then there was another one that nothing. Hmm. He, never, he never spoke. So um, mm. we were going there and I said, look, guys, um, I know I've already lost here. I want you to know, when we get to my house, I want you to know that I know that you are in charge, that I won't do anything stupid. I don't want to play hero. I don't want to anything. Nothing matters in this life for me that is my life and the life that I love, the, uh, the, love, the, the life of the people I love. Mm. So you go inside the house and you take everything. Even even the the wood the wood plank the wood blank how do you call them wood planks on the floor oh. you know? <laughs> yeah. even that it take the door take the window take all the brass <laughs> uh, take the whatever you take everything it's actually just if you want let me take my family out and you keep the house yeah <laughs> you know it's like I, that's <laughs> the only thing I don't care so I won't do anything stupid you are in charge you're in control and I know that I already lost here. So I'm not gonna. I want you to know and to be clear, and I promise you, and I give you my word that I will never try anything stupid. You know, like try to hit you and run. No, hmm. you are in charge. Yeah, okay, okay. There's they and they started calling me by um, Martins in Spanish. They hmm. have like a short way of or like a, a more familiar. You know how um, Charlies are called Chuck. Uh, hmm. You know, it's like a. A, a variant of my name. Mm. So they started calling me that way, where it's, it's uh, Tincho, that's in Spanish, Martin. Mm. In Spanish, this variant is called Tincho, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so they started calling me that, like in a more familiar way, and I was like, whoa, whoa that's interesting. We started talking, and then one guy told me, 
they started talking about cars and they talked about a Volkswagen Sirocco that it was a, mm. a new a new car back then and one guy told me haven't you seen it and I said no I never seen it is it good yeah 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 tomorrow when tomorrow when you when you wake up check it out he said that to me mm. he said tincho tomorrow mm. when you wake up check it out when you're calm mm. so that that gave me like yeah. okay cool this this is going good this you know is what going I mean? good and then I remember, yeah, yeah, but they still had guns pressed on my, <laughs> and we still haven't got it to got into my house. Yet. Yeah, but it's like um, they told the joke. I remember they told the joke, and I laughed mm. at their joke between themselves, and I even had a smoke with the, with them. You know, <laughs> that's funny. And it was like, oh, can I? Have, they were gonna smoke and say, can I have one? Oh yeah, cool. Boom, we had a smoke in the car. And the moment I realized, how can I explain this? At some point, I felt that I was in control. Hmm. Even though if I told them to stop, they wouldn't. I mean, yeah. what, the only thing I wanted to do was for them not to go nervous. Hmm. And for them not to panic. Because if, uh, me panicking, it wasn't going to serve anyone. Yeah. And if they panic, they shoot me. Mm. Right. So the only thing I wanted to know is like I wanted to do is to release the tensions. It's mm. like, guys, you've got guns. We're going to go to my house. You are doing this not to hurt people, but to make money selling the stuff that you steal. Mm. Take everything. I'm happy for you to take t take it all. Mm. Right. So it's like it's like b being super honest. Yeah. You do this for money. You know, and yeah. I love and, and, and what I ch cherish the most is my family. So I keep my family. You take all the money, everything, and that's it. I just wanted them to be calm. How did that they react the to that? No, when I said that, I said, you know, yeah, of course, yeah, I understand. No worries. Yeah. All when right. I told them that you, you got to be calm, you know, and yeah. you're in charge and everything. Yeah, they said, okay. Mm. <laughs> but they, that we were going to my place. And back in Argentina, there is there are things that are called like um, civ civilian guard hmm. guards. Like in like every two corners of the street, hmm. you know, every two blocks, there is like a guy that sleeps there in a small house at night, taking care of. Like a policeman. Uh, yeah, but they are not part of the policeman. They are actually civilians that hmm. they don't have a job or anything, and it's oh. like, oh, I just gonna do this, you know? They are. Sh but they have a gun or. No, nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing. They have nothing. So it's 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 just like okay, when you get you, when you're gonna enter your house at night, there is someone that at least is looking Seeing at you. It. Yeah, yeah. You are not alone. It's something like that, right? <laughs> and I remember these guys asking me, "Do you have one of these guys in front of your house?" And I said, "Oh, yes." And they said, "Okay." They they said to each other, the kidnappers. They said, "Okay, well." Um, we're gonna go there. We 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 grab. We, we surprise him and we kill him. <laughs> they said that. And I said this is crazy. So I suggested, and I told them, look, if we stop, ex if he sees my car coming, and I stop in front of the house, he's gonna walk to my house to check to check w when I get inside the house. You know. Hmm. So that's gonna be hell. So I told the guys. 
listen to me, I will, I, let's, let's go to my house, but from the other side, hmm. on the other street, and we park where this guard cannot see us, so he doesn't come here, because I knew that if he was going to come, they were going to shoot the guns, and they were going to probably kill him, or kill me, or kill my friend, or whatever, right? Hmm. So I said, oh, that's clever, Martin, yeah. So I told him how to go the other way hmm. to my house. We parked the house. We parked uh, on the back street. Okay, one guy stayed in the car. No, two two guys stayed in the car with my friend. In the in the trunk. Oh yeah. And two other and two other guys, and me. We went inside my house. The moment they got outside of the car, they did like you know like in the movies how they reload that they clock the gun. <laughs> And I was like, no, shit, dude. I, you, I yeah. will never forget that sound, you know what I mean? Okay, we were walking, and again, I feel blessed for all the things that happened. Because that, actually, I was, I've never been that bright in my life. I was walking to the house, and I said, look, guys, let me walk ahead of you, five meters ahead of you. Let me open the door and let me talk to my parents and explain them what is happening and then you come in hmm. with the guns right because i just wanted to reduce uh the risk you know what i mean it's like you you've seen the movies they just kick down the kick down the door and they oh this isn't this is an assault shut up everybody and that is super nervous. So yeah. they told, and they ag- they agreed to that condition. They said, okay, yeah, let's do it that way. Mm. They agreed to my okay. conditions, you know. The, I opened the door. I said, mom, I, I I talked in a really different tone to my parents for them to realize that okay, something's going on. It's not a it's not a joke. So I said, mm. mommy, daddy, don't panic. But we are getting assaulted. We're getting robbed. They are, there are a couple of them outside. They have guns. They're gonna come in. You do exactly as they say, and 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 as I say, hmm. right? Because I already knew the guys. Just imagine, my parents were on a Sunday night watching TV, and suddenly guns, guys with guns inside their house, yeah, out of the blue. So, but I've known these guys. By then, I had known that those guys for three or three hours probably, right? Wow. And I had a cigarette with them, and I knew which one was the good guy, the bad guy, the nervous guy, the silent guy. I already yeah. knew them, so it's like I handled this. Well, well, did we get we, we well. This is probably taking too long, and it's yeah. But uh, I, I love it, man. You wanted to know about I this. Love it, Here man. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so we were inside the house, and uh, well, they they. they Gun pointed my father and my mother. They were they were watching TV on the couch. I will never forget my my, my father's face. Never. That's uh, my, my 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 father was petrified. Hmm. You know, and you know when you look at your father, it's like he's fucking Superman. Yeah. Like he's he's like um, nothing can destroy him. And to see your father scared to death. And like, you know, like, uh, mm. like in a fetal position, some in a second, he went like, he, you know, mm. see that panic in that in my father's face was was yeah, disgusting. Anyway, you know, uh, 
ah, this is, well, I've, I don't want to dig, dig deep down this, hmm. this this subject, but you always see your mom as a more fragile thing. Hmm. Even though I'm not saying that they are not strong, hmm. our uh, uh, mothers, right? But you always, that, that's how I was grown. Hmm. That, that, sorry, that that's how I was raised. Hmm. I was raised in 1986 in Argentina. Yeah. That's my mindset. So yeah. if anyone, someone doesn't like it now, well, I don't care. Yeah. Right? Because that's what I believe. Yeah. So, um, so we are used to seeing your mother like, oh, probably, oh, she's crying. Oh, she, but your dad is like, never. Yeah. Strong. <laughs> and that was really, that was really, yeah, I will never forget that shit. Anyway. Then we carried on. Um, we went to one room. Where's the gold? Where do you have the gold? No, there's no gold. Blah, blah. They went super nervous. Yeah. And I remember saying to them, guys, remember what we talked on the phone, uh, mm. on the car. We saying to the kidnappers, you said you were going to be calm. Come with me. Come to my room. I give you everything you want. I've got money there. We went. And they were actually listening to me. That was mm. amazing. You know? Wow. You actually uh, feel in control at that point. I, well, I'm gonna tell you later what my parents told me after <laughs> after everything was done. You know. Mm-hmm. So uh, well, then we, well, whatever. Yeah, give me this, give me that. I gave him every everything I had in my room, hmm. and I gave him more than I than I told him that I had because I didn't know how much money I had. Yeah, and I gave him more, and he actually, want. He wanted to give me back the uh, the, the rest, of, and it's like, no, bro, take it all. Yeah, take it all. I don't, you know, it's like, take everything. Well, they locked us, locked us inside the uh, the bathroom. Even though they seem to be really organized and professional, <laughs> this is gonna be sound. This is gonna sound stupid, but at that time, I, I was watching a lot of CSI. Yeah, right. And it seems that it, it, it impacted somehow yeah. on me, on my mind, because it was like, okay, we get in, I told them, we get inside the bathroom, you take off, and I count to 5,000 or 500, I can't remember, and then we go walk outside for you to, and say, what? I don't understand. Why would you do that? They asked me. Yeah. And I said, and I went like, bro, so you can go and yeah. you, you make sure that I'm not going to follow you or chase you or call the police, anything. You go, you close the door, and I stay here with my family. I had my dog, my mom, and my dad. Hmm. In the, we were in the bathroom, and it's like, okay, yeah, well, let's do it. Well, uh, this is a very short version of what happened yeah. with, with very few details, but, well, they closed the door, and I remember the moment they, I heard the door slam, you know, yeah. boom, like that. Man, it's like someone ripped off my spine. Wow. Because I just fell to the ground. Because up to that, never cried, never never panicked, never anything. No. Ne- I, it was like, I'm like on, Marcos, on Marcus Aurelius, stoic. Yeah. You know, stoicism. And it was like, nothing can happen to me. I'm nothing. I won't feel anything. But w- when it was over, they closed the door. I went like, pff, I vanished. Immediately, I fell on, on the toilet. Yeah. And poof, like this. And I was like, started crying. Yeah. Be- because I, to my left, I had my mom. At my feet, I had my dog. Hmm. And to my right, 
I had my father and it's like, fuck it. This is, everything is okay. Yeah. You know, nothing else matters. Like the song, nothing else matters. Oh, yeah. I have this. And my mom started crying as well. And my dad was crazy. My dad said, ah, let's go get them. <clears throat> and he tried to open the door and I pushed my dad against the wall. And I said, this is my situation. This, I've been handling this and probably we are alive because of that. Hmm. You stay here. I don't give a fuck if they take everything. Hmm. I don't give a fuck if, if they set the house on fire. We are here. Hmm. The family. Hmm. Doesn't matter. And, they to and he told me, but they got your friend. They got Gustavo in the car. And you know what I said at that point? I don't give a fuck if they have Gustavo. I don't care. Hmm. At that time, it's like, I don't even care if they, at that point, again, my mom, my dad, my dog, myself, mm. everyone's safe and sound. Look, we can handle, we can handle Gustavo somehow, or he can handle himself. Let me just, there were four hours yeah. of seeing my, my parents with guns pointed to their faces. And it, no, it was really strong, you know? Yeah. Well, well that's it. Well, then, yeah, that, that's. My parents told me later that they felt that when I got when I got home with these guys, they felt that because of the relation I had and the and the how I treated and they treated me the bad guys mm. with me, my parents told me they felt that I was robbing the house with them because of how close I was to the kidnappers. That's crazy. It felt like that. And the police, then uh, we went to the police station later on. Gustavo is alive. Everything is okay. Uh, we went to the police station. And the police said, um, they, yeah, they congratulated me for the way I handled the situation. Yeah. And they said, um, yeah, that, that my, I don't know, yeah, mood or personality or whatever, the way I, I talked mm. um, saved my family. So I was... Not proud, I don't, it's not something to be proud, but I was like happy that mm. I was alive, you know? Yeah. It was, it was a really intense thing. Um, yeah. Then, well, it changed me in many ways, but. Oh, wow, man. First of all, like real quick, what, what happened to Gustavo? Like, how, how oh. did that like <laughs> No, to be honest, then probably, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Right, but like 10 minutes after they left, we went outside of the bathroom. We were already a little bit more calm, and they they stole many things from the house. Mm -hmm. And they stole. We had three cars. One was being sold, one was mine, and one was my father's. Mm -hmm. Right, so they stole mine with, with Gustavo inside, and my father's. Mm -hmm. Right. But there w we had another car that was being sold, an old car that was parked not in front of the uh -huh. house, but somewhere else, like a couple of blocks away. Yeah. So I said, hey, we've got this car. Let's go get it. And let's, let's go to... Because I didn't have a phone because they stole my phone as well. Mm. So I said, let's go to Gustavo's mom's house at least to tell her that her son has been kidnapped. Yeah. And we went there, and there were many cars outside the house, wow. dodgy cars. So I said, no, 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 don't go here. We went to the police station oh. straight away. <laughs> where we talked with the police, blah, 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 blah. Well, anyway, then the end of the story is that like an hour later, they just dropped, the, the, dropped my car with Gustavo inside on a beach mm. and just left. Oh, wow, really? And Gust Gustavo like 
half an hour later, just walked outside of the car and found he found a, a I know a telephone cabin, telephone booth, whatever. Yeah. And he called. Yeah. Anyway, we are all good. But Gustavo, a week after that, this was his trip was planned already. But a week after that, he migrated to Europe. Oh wow! Yeah. And a week after leaving the country because the reason was the country was really insecure and unsafe yeah he got kidnapped <laughs> he was already he, he was already the trip was, yeah the trip was already planned right but yeah well, that was crazy Argentina man. got him one more time yeah man Damn. that's mm. an intense story man I, I remember because I remember I think you told me we didn't have that much, I don't remember, I think we didn't have that much time when we talked about it the first time, so, like, th this and, and the details you gave it, man, that's in intense. Yeah, 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 it's intense, of course it's intense, but it's an intense situation, but then when you think about it, it's, um, nothing happened in the end. Yeah. I mean, it, it's ju it's just psychological damage. Yeah. Because then I couldn't walk on the street for a couple of years at night. Mm. Um, I started dreaming with, with guns, uh, bad people. I had to go to therapy. Um, I'm not saying that this was the reason, but my parents got uh, divorced later. Mm. I don't know. I'm like a couple of months later. Mm. Probably, I don't know if the, this had anything to do, but I think... There were problems probably, but this was like a, mm. uh, a, I don't know if this is a word in English, inflection point? Or it was like a, like mm. something that is like before and after. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was really, 2013 was a really <laughs> shitty year, bro. Intense year, man. This thing, then my parents got divorced wow. in October, then my, my dog died. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was really, it was really hard, a hard year for me. Wow. But um, learned a lot of things, and here I am. Um, what is? I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask me my ask myself some questions. Yeah. Do that. And I'm one of the questions is like, what is different on me, or in me, or about me, before that and after? Uh, I'm not afraid of dying at all. Nothing zero. Nothing, right. completely nothing. Wow. I felt dead already. I already, I literally felt death. Wow. I, and to be honest, bro, you cannot be afraid of death because you know it's going to happen. Mm. You, can only be, you can only be afraid of the unknown. Mm. You can be afraid of getting shot, but you cannot say that I'm afraid of dying because you, it's going to happen. Mm. You can only... Fear the unknown, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's, I I can be afraid of dying out of, or or getting killed, or suffering a lot. But I cannot say that I'm afraid of dying. But before this event, I was really. I was thinking about death a lot in that way. It's like oh, like having panic attacks, mm. trying to understand death. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I don't know. Yeah. It's not it, it probably that that was that thing that happened that event the kidnap kidnapping was just the beginning of this 
acknowledging of what death is, what life is, and yeah. Um, but yeah, but definitely that. At the beginning, it was like, now I, I am happy, but I am. But at the beginning, uh, but after that event, the very first months, oh, that was really hard, man. Yeah. It was like nothing. I was happy in a way, but yeah. I wasn't content. I didn't have any joy. It was really hard. Yeah. But I've always... I like a couple of months later I remember my parents getting divorced and my, my dad coming to me and say, Oh look, I wanna tell you something. He started crying. Yeah. My dad. He was he was I don't know, regretful he said, Look, we're gonna split, we're gonna divorce, sorry for this and I said and I didn't cry because I had I always had my ideas clear in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I said, Look, Dad, you don't need to cry. The only thing I'm asking of you too I mean, to you and to mom, is that you don't start fighting like two cunts, mm. like two assholes now. Mm. Because if you fight, you destroy everything. Mm. But if you don't fight and you just continue your life, your lives mm. separated, if you don't fight and if you respect each other, everything that happened, our, our, I don't know, Memories. I don't know what, our 20 something, yeah, 27 or whatever years together, the three of us living together, gets saved in a box, hmm. in, in a bulletproof box. And it's there forever for us to open and to check it. You know what I mean? Yeah. For us to, to yeah, to do whatever we want with it. And, uh, yeah, that was a really nice thing. Yeah. Yeah, 2013 was hard. Are you there? Because the, the video got frozen. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm still there. I, I, your video is frozen on my side as well. But uh, I can classic. still hear you. <laughs> classic. This is, this is done in a, between friends. So this is done, I'm telling the people that are going to be listening to this. So, in a very informal way, <laughs> even though Crispin is extremely professional, I am not. Um, I need to go get my charger for the computer because I forgot it. Yeah, all good. It's here. Just, Give uh, me just, 10 seconds. Yeah, right? you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in 10, 15. 15 seconds. All right, we're back. Well, this is the thing. I'm back. I'm, I got to tell you. Um, <laughs> Even though I, be, I, I I wasn't when I got here to New Zealand, but I had to become a website developer or a, or a yeah. website engineer in order to stay in New Zealand. Something I enjoy now, but it's not my passion. You know, my mm. passion is music mm. and nature. You've always know, known it. But even though I work nine hours with a computer, I have a really old computer. <laughs> it's always overheating, shutting down. It's like nine years old. Wow. The computer is from 2000. Actually, actually, that night in the when I got kidnapped, they stole my computer got, that night. You got this one. And I had to get a new one, and this is that one that wow. I got the next month. Wow. Yeah. I've gotten since, <laughs> yeah, a lot of time. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I was um, thinking about, like, there was one thing which was still in my mind. Um, like, my mind was just went back to the to the kidnap. Actually, um, I was one thing I still wanted to ask you. I was just thinking about. 
Um, and I was like, you know, so when we were, when you were in this situation, because this is something I asked myself um, before we before like we said we're gonna talk about this. Um, like at first question, you you, you were afraid, weren't you? When you got into the car, and like generally in the, in the in this time you you were with the kidnappers, no. Why would you say? Well, what was your feeling? Can you can you explain? Um, I was afraid when we when we went inside my house. Hmm. That that scared me. Um. It's not. I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm never afraid because I'm strong. No. Um, I think that my survival instinct at that time realized that being calm, or as calm as I could be, um, was the best option. There. Of, uh, I I didn't panic at, at any point. Afraid. Yeah. Afraid, afraid. No. Because uh, I don't know how to say it. It's there's no point in being afraid. There's no point in being afraid because if you're afraid, you're not. Uh, <sighs> People say that without fear, then you, your inst survival instinct doesn't kick in, and that's not. I mean, the danger was there. Hmm. guns pressed on my belly right yeah. the danger was there but me being afraid would have been would have taken the situation to a worse worse outcome hmm. um, when they told me uh, we're gonna rape you set burn you alive and then dump you in the in the river Afraid is not the word. That situation. What was no. the word? Uh, it's like, fuck. I hope they. Do, I hope they don't. Hmm. Th that's what I said. It's it, even though I was calm, the amount of adrenaline. I don't know. It was. You gotta do things right here. Hmm. You you gotta do things right. It's you knew, you knew it, and you you took like responsibility, and you were like, "I'm gonna deal with this, and I'm gonna, you know, solve the um, situation." Afraid was when, uh, you know what? Yeah. This is something I suffer from, and it, but I'm getting better at it. I'm, I'm now I'm just flowing, mm -hmm. with life. But. Till I, when I was with them in the car, I was in control, not in mm -hmm. control of them, in control of. Look, if if whatever I do, if I do it wrong, they kill me. Boom, end of the story. Yeah. But when we went inside the house, my house, I was. Sh now we have different characters in the chessboard. Mm. We have All more right. pieces. We have my mom, my dad, and my dog. Mm. Actually, the moment we get inside the house, my dog started barking, oh. and thank God. I was bright enough that when he's, when the, when she started barking, I grabbed her and pushed her inside of one room and closed the door. Oh, because I yeah. knew that if the dog started barking or she wanted to bite one of them, they were going to shoot at her. And if I saw them shooting at her, if I've seen him shoot, well, I don't know how to say it, I would have done any, anything. Yeah. 
you know? So the moment when you're in control of your actions and your only your actions are affecting the chessboard, right? It's like we are playing we are playing chess. Yeah. Right? Within within some friends, it's you versus me, and I'm playing. But but suddenly, after I went to my house, and we were inside the house, it's like if you were playing with someone else. Say, one move each. I mean, you play, and when I play, someone moves the pieces for me. That's what mm. happens. That that got me afraid because I didn't know if my dad, how my dad was gonna react if they oh, were right. if if. If they were planning to lay hands of, on my mom, my mom is, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful woman. Mm. And it was like, thank God they, they didn't go that way. Mm. Because I would be dead probably. And my dad as well. And my mom as well. Because yeah. it's like, you touch my, my mom, you try to do anything to her. It's like, whatever. I try to bite, to, to bite your face and rip off your nose with my teeth. Or I try to... To eat your face alive, I try to do anything, anything, yeah. anything. It's like, like an animal, right? Kill, yeah, kill, destroy. Com- completely, the most, the most. I would have never thought like, oh, let's t- stay still, Dad, because they might kill us. It's like, fuck, you know. It's yeah. I remember it happened once in Argentina, back then, before probably I don't know, seven years before, mm. I got robbed on the street. I was going to the to the to the drugstore to buy a newspaper for my grandfather, and I get stopped at the at the street, and the guy tells me, "Oh, give me the money, blah 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 blah. Look, I've got a knife here." Blah. Mm. I say, "Okay, chill. There you go." I go back home and I tell my dad, "Oh, you know what just happened? I got robbed." And my dad told me, "Let's go kill him." <laughs> That's what my dad told me. Yeah. We went running on the street towards this thing happened that it was like two blocks away. It was raining. And my dad told me, this is not a fucking joke, okay? This is you versus him. If he's waiting to cross, to, uh, to cross the avenue, you fucking push him so it gets run over by a car. Mm. If, it's, if, if, it's, if, it's, if he's facing your... If, if he's standing on over there and you see a rock, you grab the rock and you fucking smash his head off. Mm. You fucking kill him. That is how fucked up things were there. Mm. And it's not that it's... It's not that my dad is crazy, but it comes to a point where you cannot let yourself get fucked and abused that much. Yeah, you, you, that's because the way to deal with it there. No one does. No one does a thing, bro. We went to the police station after getting kidnapped. Yeah, and they asked me, if you, if you, would you recognize them if we do a recognition role? Yeah. You know where you, and I said, no, no idea. I can still draw their faces to the bone, bro. I know. Ex- I remember yeah. all of them exactly. But why would I do that? Because if you do that. Many times the police are friends with the with the bad guys. Oh shit! And if you do that, then they know where I live. They know how is my house inside. They know everything. I don't want to know. I don't want to have to do anything with them. You know, yeah. I. I don't want to see them again, and I don't want to know anything. And 
done, you know? Yeah. So in Argentina, you have to, at some point, you have to deal with things like this. Yeah. You know, if, not today, because today I have a different mindset and I wish the best for everyone and I, yeah. I'm, I'm a Christian and I want everyone to be happy. Even my yeah. worst enemies, which I never had enemies, but say, you yeah. know, when you have... When you have a girl that dumps you and it's like, oh, I, I hope you never find anyone. Oh, yeah. I hope you're happy. I hope you have a thousand kids and I hope you your life is going great. And I hope that your husband is the most beautiful man in the world. And I hope that you are super happy to get blah. That's what we need. And yeah. that's what everyone needs to th- wish to everyone. Because if, if she's say if she's suffering now mm. someone i i thought i hated at some point mm. if she's suffering now my life doesn't change yeah if she's dead if she's suffering or she is the happiest woman on earth my life my life doesn't change at all tomorrow yeah. i have to work the same amount of hours i have the same amount of money i have the same amount I, i'm i'm fat anyway right hmm. nothing changes but for sure the world, like butterfly effect. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, yeah. The, the world at some point is going to be better if she's the happiest woman on earth. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Because I think that for her. And if you think that for your ex-girlfriend, and he thinks that for that, and at some point, it's going to impact on the whole world as an overall. It's going to be a better place. Life mm. is going to be a better place. Mm. If she's happy, if we, if, you know, it's like, I, I found myself at some point saying, thinking, why would I think or wish bad things for, oh, no, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for everything you've done to me. Thank you if you cheated on me. Thank you if you, if you not were real, if you weren't real. Thank you. If you thank you for everything. And I wish you the best. And I wish I could actually had a coffee with you and you show me your family and with this other girl as well. You tell me everything. I'm so happy for you. I just mm. want you to be the happiest people on earth. Mm. That's Boom. a answer. Boom. My life is the same, right? Yeah. My life doesn't change at all. It's like... Maybe even better. The, the, I, of course, it's better if, if you have that mindset. Yeah. <laughs> because because you are you're in a better frequency. Yeah. Right. But what I'm saying is like if two situations she she is suffering uh, in a mental health institution, and I'm here. Hmm. And the other situation is she's extremely happy, and I'm here. If I were to pick one of those. I would pick the the one that she's super happy because if she's super happy, it means that her family is gonna be super happy, and this is like an expansion the whole world thing. Gets better. Exactly. No one wants any any other human to suffer unless they are bad people. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know well, how well, I got to here. Go, <laughs> going going to how? What's the name of your friend again? Uh, in the kidnapping. Gustavo. Ah, Gust- Gustavo. <laughs> yeah. Just real quick, um, because, you know, I think someone listening to this and, you know, also if I think about it, reacting like Gustavo in the situation, like kind of freaking out, like panicking and, you know, obviously this is not, not unnormal, you know, this is like, you can understand that. How, how would you say, 
how how did you manage to react differently to that or do you have any advice or like in terms of if you're on that the situation like that how do you how do you still cool and calm i think that um if i had been alone without gustavo that night i don't know what might have happened mm. i think that it was a really good thing that he was there and that he panicked because i was the good cop and he was the bad cop mm. By contrast, himself going nuts and and super panicking made me look made me look even more calm, mm. cooler, and you know if I looked at him and if we both panicked, that would have been really bad. Mm. But it's oh he's panicking. I I need to be calm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good cop, bad cop always works, man. <laughs> always works and that was really helpful that he went super like that because it's like oh that this is the problematic guy this is the cool guy mm. even even look at what the guy said right yeah if i were i don't know how to say this in english if i had been the only person in the car without gustavo they would have never said or looked at me as the cool guy mm. you know yeah but because there was a non-cool guy I was the cool guy. Mm. It was really helpful. I think that that really helped. Yeah. Like Gustavo reacted that way. You know, advice? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Ad, ad, advice. Advice, I just wish it never happens. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, obviously, it's not like the advice. And, and you yeah, you know, and the advice is enjoy your life. Try to be, uh, be honest. Use time in a good way. Time goes really fast. Time goes by really fast. Get lost. No goals, no limits. Um, don't hold on to anything because there is nothing to hold on to actually, because the water is gonna drag you anyway away. Tell people that you love them. Uh, and. Um, there's nothing to get in life. I know that, and, and I know, and and I heard the other the, the other speakers that were here in, in your podcast, successful people, people, you know, with degrees and stuff. That's great. My understanding is there's nothing here to achieve. Hmm. There's nothing to even to do. It's just whatever you do, whatever you achieve, whatever, it, you're gonna die anyway. So it's like, you've got time. Life is time. Use it the way you want it. Whatever we say to ourselves that we have to do or we need to do, that's a lie. That is just, um, that is setting limits and boundaries for our life. Yeah. And our understanding, right? There's nothing to achieve. You have it all. And what you already have, myself included, You don't even understand it. So why are you going to go and get your life so complicated, uh, trying to understand something that is way more difficult? You have your own life, your own existence, and your own own body. Start there, man. Mm. Understand what your spirit is or what you understand about your spirit. Get to know yourself and get to know your real... I don't know. This is what I'm trying to do myself. 
I'm no one to give advice to anyone. I'm just saying, again, as I said before, I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to myself. Mm. Um, it's a pleasure to be sharing it with you, and we've yeah. always done this. But it's like, this is what I believe. I don't know. Um, this is what I believe today. I've always been honest, and I've always been real. But nowadays, lately, I've been even more trying to get rid of, trying to cleanse myself of any ego-related decision or activity. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. But um, if you if you had, uh, I mean, you were kind of summarizing, but if you had some sort of last last thoughts, last um, like kind of things you want to say or whatever just uh, summarizing mm. you're the main character of your movie doesn't matter the other it's like you gotta again you live your life doesn't matter what the other people do right go dark David Goggins says the same thing go dark start looking at yourself If you're looking into someone else's life, it means that yours, yours is not interesting or you or you not find yours interesting. Hmm. Think about that. If you were the last human on earth, would you still be opening Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, but I would still be listening to music because I do it for myself. Hmm. You know, that's what I think. Nowadays... We are we we live in a society that needs the human interaction. Blah blah. Do you think humans are interacting more than 50 years ago? Really. We are more connected to a computer, to an internet that holds all the knowledge in the whole world, and 90% of the internet traffic, it's porn. <laughs> You see how we you see how we, we we are not ready for this? Yeah. I think that yes, probably if we are still alive the human race as a, as a, as, a, as a species. Yeah. In 500 years probably we are going to be more ready for it. But right now yeah. we are at the beginning of it. We just went well, probably you were born with a set cell phone in your pocket. But I had my first cell phone when I was in uni, when I was 20 years old, yeah. right? And I, I didn't, I, when I was young, well, sorry, excuse me, when I was younger, <laughs> when I was, I don't know, 15 years old, I had to, if I liked a girl, I had to ask for the landline number, call, and like probably her dad picked up, oh, hello, sir, <laughs> this is Martin. Is Florencia there? Please, may I talk to her? Right? It's not like, oh, here's like a, a photo. Like a cold call. Yeah, man. <laughs> And it's like, well, that's how it was. So, we are a society, probably not your generation, probably mine is the last generation, because I'm from, from the year 1986, last generation that, we, we are blessed in this, because of this. We were born in in an analog society that yeah. at some point while we were, when we were turning into adults 
or we weren't, yeah, when we were growing up, becoming adults, it gone digital society. And at the yeah. same time, we changed the millennia. We went from the thousands to the two thousands. Yeah. Ah, no, I don't know. Probably, I think that human. This is the last time humankind is gonna go from one millennia into another. I don't think we're gonna make it to the three thousands. <laughs> yeah, really. I wish, but I wish I, I, yeah, I don't know. I wish I could see it, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna, it's gonna get interesting. But man, that's that's a, uh, I think that's good, good um, kind of final, final thoughts to keep thinking about. Yeah, kind of man. I mean, away. I would, I would, I would keep talking forever. But what's the time there where you in America? Like two thirty in the morning? Well, it's um, let me check. It is two thirty in the morning. <laughs> I'm I'm getting up at like eight or so. I can see your face. <laughs> Let's do it. But I I would stay forever. You know. I know, for, man. I know. It's been just like summarizing this for everyone. Um, we started off by talking about the like in, intense experience you've made in in Argentina and the and the kidnapping. I feel like this is one of the. I don't know. It sounds like a movie to me. It's so yeah. quite yeah. unbelievable, and. I think it was really interesting to see like how you dealt with all this and kind of lessons you took away from it. And I really liked all the all the tensions we went off on. And uh, man, I think yeah, we can just say like, talk forever. But yeah, I, I hope like um, people can kind of get a feel from from this and uh, like getting to getting to know you a little bit because I think these conversations, also the ones we had in back in New Zealand, yeah, they were always really 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 impactful and i hope it, it did um some of that for for everyone listening as well so man martin thank you so much again no thank you it's been a, a pleasure and honor and yeah it's just um it's it's been really natural because it's always been like that this is just another one of our conversations we've always had because we've always talked about the same subjects right yeah because um This is where we connect. You know, we swim and we meet in an island that is the island of what we have in common and it's our, yeah. our understandings of life or the way we look at life or what we want to do, the, our values. This island where we are standing on right now, it's made out of all those things, you know. Our principles, yeah. honesty, truth, uh, be a gentleman, uh, it's... We stand on those. And it's it's funny how in Spanish, principles is the yeah. same word as beginning. So the word is principios. Mm. And principio means start, beginning. That means mm. that your principles come first. Your values mm. come first. That's how, that's stoicism. That's how you gotta think, you know. That's, that's how you. That, 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 that's how you decide if what you are about to do is okay or not. Does it go against your principles? Does it take you closer to where you wanna go, to who you wanna be, or further out, further away? Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, bro. That's it, man, Martin. Thank you, man. See you next time. Kia ora. See you around. Let's let's talk soon. Yeah, man. 
Have a good one.